we bought an ant colony. Yes, you heard that right. <laughs> we bought ants. Oh, you all. <laughs> all I wanted was two dogs. And instead, I got 200 ants. And oh my goodness, these ants are equal part awe-inspiring and terrifying. So my daughter is obsessed with bugs. We take about two steps outside and she squats down and she's interacting with a bug. It's very whimsical, but I also think that she kills them a lot. So there's that. It's a little disturbing. But anyway, because she's so into bugs, I decided I would order an ant colony online. Well, it turns out that the ants they sent us sting. So the first day we're adding food and water and a few escape and we go to snatch them up and Ada gets stung. There are something like 16,000 species of ants and the ant colony that I bought comes with ants that sting. Like, how are you going to sing kids the ants that sting? So now I have nightmares about these ants, but they're also super, super fascinating to watch, like wildly fascinating to watch. And the speed with which they carve these intricate tunnels was wild. So the next day I went to work and I came back and I was like, whoa, like all I did today was go to meetings. And these ants, they designed their entire universe. And they do this one teeny tiny piece of sand at a time. And we learn this lesson when we're kids. When we're kids, we learn about ants and we learn that little by little progress adds up. So this two-part episode is all about lists. We're going to talk about to-dos, to-dos, and to-be lists. My dream for you with this two-part episode on lists is humble. I want to offer you small, teeny tiny tweaks that you can make to your list systems. So the systems that you already have, let's just make some minor adjustments to them, knowing that sometimes the smallest things when repeated over time make the biggest impact. Let's do this. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused but the idea of goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If so, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan Podcast. I'm Danielle McGue. I'm a professor, mom, planner addict, and recovering overachiever. After years of hustle and grind, I was tired of trying harder. I was ready to try easier. At the intersection of research, practice, and play, I found a purposeful path to planning and goal setting that is fun simple and sustainable. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I will equip you with tools and practices to clarify purpose, reclaim time, and achieve goals playfully and lightly. Let's get started. Hey y'all, I'm so glad that you're here. I believe that you are right where you need to be. And I want to invite you to book a complimentary one hour time management call. So these calls are hundred percent confidential. I'll send you notes afterwards. And if we agree, it's a good fit. We can talk next step. And in this call, what we do is we jump in right away to what matters. And I'll help you develop some strategies so that you can spend your time in a way that aligns with your values. So if you need some support with your to-do list, I can help you with that. So head right now to plangoalplan.com and sign up for a free coaching call. (laughs) Okay. So when I work with clients, they almost always have a list. Some people have it on paper. Others have it on an app on their phone. But most of my clients have two parts to their planning system. They have a calendar and they have a to-do list. And this is great. This is an awesome start. It is so important to have a process for capturing tasks that come in. And I'm really hoping that with this two-part episode, I can give you a couple tweaks to level up your to-do list 
so that it's better serving your values and your purpose. And I'm going to offer you two, maybe three other types of lists that you might consider adding to your planning process that will spark a little bit of delight and joy to the list process. So first, why make lists? Lists get stuff out of our head and they help us remember what it is that we need to do. As a teacher, as a professor, it's really common for students to chat with me right after class. And I love this time with students. Um, During this time, it's really common for me to make some promises to my students. And what I mean by that is, you know, we'll be having a conversation. I might say, oh, I have a resource for that. Let me email it to you. Or I might say, oh yeah, I should add that to the assignment description. Or I might say, hey, let me get you next week's reading a little early. And I used to be able to just remember these things. And now that is not the case. Now I've got to write it down or I will get busy working on all of the other responsibilities that I have and I'll forget it. So lists help us remember, but lists can also help us organize and prioritize. In our current world, I think that so many of our problems are a result of too much choice. We love choice and we have it, but we also have a lot of decision fatigue from all of the choices that we have. I don't know if you all have ever had this happen, but like it's time to make dinner or you finally get to have a date night with your husband and you go out to eat and you're like, just choose for me. Like, tell me where we're going. Tell me what I'm eating. I've made a bajillion small little decisions all day long. And I just, I want it done for me. Our lists need to be more than a mind sweep. They need to be more of a brain dump because we need them to help us organize and prioritize all the things that we have to do so that our decision-making processes become easier. Now, there are a boatload of methods for managing your to-do lists. I do hope to create some podcast episodes on these different methods, but what I've found in coaching people is that people need a method that's unique to their lives and their brains and their way of thinking. And what works best is when people try on and try out different systems and then make adjustments or combine parts of different systems until they find their own unique way of doing things. So people often want me to hand them a calendar that says, you know, at this time, do this thing, at this time, do this thing. But I find if it doesn't come from the person themselves, the result is usually temporary. So I'm going to offer you some of the best practices around to-do lists that are seen across different systems or methods. And then you can take your own current system and tweak it based off some of these things that sound like, oh yeah, I think that that would work for me. So here we go. Number one, make sure the items on your to-do list are tasks, not projects. Clean the garage is a project. A task might be collect all sports equipment, create a sports equipment zone, order a bike rack. So each item on your to-do list should be actionable. So that's number one. Make sure your to-do list is composed of tasks, not projects, and that the list is full of actionable items. The second is after doing a mind sweep, you should have a way to organize or categorize your tasks. So you might do this by project, type of task, or location. Um, For example, I usually have a home and a work checklist. 
And then those lists are usually further divided by project or type of task. So for example, at work, I have four lists. I have one for the program I run, one for the theater I run, one for teaching, and one labeled other. And that usually includes any other project that I'm working on at the time, like writing a book or submitting to a conference. You wanna make sure that you've organized and categorized your tasks. The third best practice is to have a system of prioritization. So now I have my home list and I have my work list, but of those things on that work list, what are the most important? This could be as simple as starring your most important items. If you're using an app, you might be able to arrange them in order of significance. The Eisenhower matrix, for those of you that aren't familiar with it, is just a matrix that says, is it urgent? Is it important? Is it urgent and important? Is it neither urgent nor important? So some people will take their to-do list and put it in the Eisenhower matrix to help them decide what are the most important tasks? There's other questions that you can use, like, is there one thing on this list that if I got it done, it would make everything else easier or unnecessary? Um, that's from the book, The One Thing. But I think that even if you just start out by going with your gut and saying, hey, I'm going to star three things, or I'm going to list these in the order of priority, I think that even just that act of practice will really, really help you. So the fourth best practice that you can take up is to include due dates, context, or their why. So when you write the tasks down, make sure that you include the context, the due date, or maybe even include why you're doing it. Including these things along with the item on your list gives them significance. And the more specific you are, the more likely you are to do it because it's clear what you're doing and why you're doing it, making it a lot easier for you to just do it. So the fifth thing that you can do to level up your to-do list is to limit the length of your to-do list. One cool thing about all the to-do list apps that are out there is that they are collecting data on what people are doing with their to-do list and what they've found is that 50% of items on a to-do list are completed within 24 hours, which is pretty great. Hey, you get 50% of the things done that you write down, but the other 40% never get done. So that means that if you aren't dealing with something immediately, there's only 10% of those tasks that get circled back to. There's also a lot of research, or I guess I should say warnings in research that says that when we do a mind sweep, there's a lot of things that end up on that list that just don't need to get done. There are so many things that might come up in a mind sweep that we think of or we're prompted to think about, but they actually aren't really necessary. And then we don't actually do them. But then because we have them on a list and we don't get to them, we look at our list and we feel discouraged. We feel like we failed, or maybe we feel overwhelmed that our list is so darn big. So many systems around to-do lists set a limit for how many things you can have on your to-do list. So they might allow for something like a running master list, but then suggest that daily you have a more limited list. For example, I do my daily top three. And once I've completed those three things, 
then I can migrate other tasks to my list. I think five to seven tasks a day is about the number that most people agree as being a reasonable amount that people will actually get done and people won't feel too overwhelmed by. If you look down at your list and you're like, oh, I had 25 things to do today, that might be really overwhelming and debilitating. So set a limit on length. So quickly to recap, you want to make sure that items on your list are tasks and not projects. You want to make sure that you categorize or organize your list in some sort of a way. You want to have a system for prioritization. You want to include due dates, context, or their why. And you want to make sure that you limit the length of your to-do lists. Y'all, lists can be so wildly helpful. As somebody that has high anxiety, it gives me such a peace of mind to know that I have written down what I need to do on a list somewhere, that I don't have to hold on to it. I don't have to worry about all of these things all at once because I have a place for them and I have a system of using my to-do list. When I get to that list, I know right where I need to start, what it is that I need to do, and I can focus right away. So this is a two-part episode, and the next part is really delightful. I'm going to be talking about the to-da list, the to-done list, and the to-be list. So if lists are something that maybe stress you out a little or lists seem a little bit boring, we're going to snazz it up a bit. It's going to be a really delightful episode. So I wish for you an organized, categorized, purposeful to-do list that The items on the list align with your values, with your purpose, and that that list is going to be something that moves you closer to the things that matter most. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcasts. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all. So pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.